Montgomery, Joe Booth from Grathia. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from the 5th of October, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Tuesday the 3rd, the Constitutional Court started impeachment proceedings against President Zutabashvili, ostensibly due to her foreign visits, but actually because they just don't like her being so independent. According to the Constitution, the president requires government consent for diplomatic negotiations, which Georgian Dream or Otsneba did not give. The court says that Zutabashvili violated the Constitution. Otsneba will need 100 deputies' votes in the parliament to dismiss the president. Hirakli Kobachidze, Otsneba chairman, said that Zutabashvili's representatives, Tamar Chugoshvili, former member of parliament from Otsneba, and Maya Kopaleshvili, former judge of the Constitutional Court, did not present valid arguments to dismiss Zutabashvili's impeachment. Opposition members criticized the hearing, calling it a farce. From the Oh My God, Can It Get Any Worse file, on Monday the 2nd, State Security Services of Georgia announced that it had caught three Serbian trainers recruiting activists to orchestrate a violent overthrow of the Georgian government. The Security Service said that these trainers were part of the Center for Applied Nonviolent Actions and Strategies, or CANVAS, a non-governmental educational institution based in Belgrade, which has programs funded by the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID, a part of the U.S. State Department. Basically, the security services said that the U.S. government was linked to a failed coup attempt. U.S. Embassy in Georgia stated that these allegations of the security service were false and fundamentally mischaracterized the goals of U.S. assistance in Georgia in their slightly funny and exhausted comments on the event. Georgi Meladze, director of Canvas Georgia, denied the allegations concerning the organization of the coup. He said that following the successful civic campaign against the Russian law in Tbilisi in February, March 2023, high-ranking Georgian state officials openly targeted the organization and him personally, calling him an extremist lecturer. Tuesday, the second Human Rights Protection Committee of Parliament supported the changes in the Assemblies and Manifestations Law, the draft law prohibits demonstrators from setting up temporary constructions such as tents that threaten anybody's safety or disrupt public order. Violating these new rules will result in confiscation of the temporary structures and a fine of 500 lati, which is about $200, or confiscation and administrative detention of up to 15 days. Organizers of the protest will receive a bigger punishment, a fine of 5,000 lati or 2,000 U.S. dollars, or administrative detention of up to 15 days. Otsneba members said that they submitted the draft after the 18th of September when the State Security Service uncovered the <laughs> plan of civil unrest. However, many politicians said that Otsneba is afraid of losing power, and that's why the government is tightening laws on peaceful protests and rallies. Uh-huh. On Sunday the 1st, Georgia held interim parliamentary elections in Gori and Caspi in Shida-Kartli region and extraordinary mayoral elections in Gurjani in Kacheti region. Central Election Commission, or CEC, set up 133 polling stations in the three municipalities. Commission tested electronic voting in 103 stations. Georgi Kalandarishvili, CEC chairman, reported that 16 international observers from three organizations, 426 local observers from 23 organizations, and 178 representatives of electoral subjects registered with the electoral management body to monitor the elections. The electoral management body accredited 158 representatives of media organizations. Kalandarishvili said that according to the preliminary results, Otsneba candidates won in the three municipalities. Couple of election clarifications. The electronic voting is really just electronic ballot marking. Ballots are still on paper. Voters see how their ballots are marked and put them in ballot boxes themselves. Also, the next 
full parliamentary election will be on the 26th of October 2024 and will be a fully national proportional election. So people will vote for one party and the candidates will be apportioned seats according to the proportion of votes that they got. There's quite a high 5% threshold for a party to get any seats in that election. On Friday the 29th, Transparency International Georgia, or TI, the local chapter of the International Watchdog, released a report on the increase in Georgia's economic reliance on Russia in the first half of 2023. The report indicates that from January to June 2023, Georgia earned $2 billion in revenue from Russia, primarily derived from remittances, tourism, and the export of goods. This figure is 1.6 times more than the January-June 2022 number. Watchdogs expressed concerns over the growing economic dependence on Russia, stating that it poses a significant threat to Georgia's sovereignty. TI says that Russia has a history of using financial leverage to exert political pressure on other countries, which could have dire consequences for Georgia's political independence and territorial integrity. Monday the 2nd, TI reported in a different report than 2022, the total advertising revenue of TV and radio broadcasters in Georgia decreased by almost 8% compared to the previous year, amounting to 80 million lati, around $30 million. This decline was primarily due to the changes to the law on broadcasting, which prohibited gambling advertisements. TI said that pro-government televisions received twice as much advertising revenue as opposition media. On Saturday the 30th and Sunday the 1st, Tbilisi celebrated Tbilisoba, its annual city festival that was the Soviet replacement for Ispanakhoba, which was a wilder and more native celebration that was very multi-ethnic and went against Soviet nationalities policy of divide and rule. The Tbilisoba program this year included concerts, attractions for children, sports activities, musical performances, art installations, gastronomic and wine stands, entrepreneurial markets, and many other activities at Rije Park or Beliani Square, Abanatubani, etc. As part of the festivities, Kaji Kaladze, Tbilisi's mayor, gave out 26 awards to public figures with the title of Honorary Citizen of Tbilisi. The recipients included individuals from various professions such as artists, doctors, academics, and musicians. On Sunday the 1st, Bruno Mars, the well-known American singer, performed at Dinamo Arena in Tbilisi. The event was part of Starring Georgia, a series of shows aimed at promoting the country's tourism potential and showcasing it on the entertainment events map worldwide. Highlight of the performance was when Bruno Mars sang a rendition of Tbiliso, a song by the late Georgian composer Revas Lachidze, Maya Omiaidze, Head of the Georgian National Tourism Administration stated that the show had about 70,000 fans. On Friday the 29th in Salanjika, Rayon, residents of Esterpedi village in Chale municipality held a rally on the Jvadi-Mestia road demanding road improvements. They attempted to block the road, but law enforcement didn't let them. The police removed some protesters from the area, but it's unclear whether they have arrested them or not. Tamar Belkania, deputy mayor, said that Salanjika mayor talked to the residents and promised that the city hall would present a road rehabilitation project to the city council. On Wednesday, the 4th, Aslan Bjania, the leader of Abkhazia, announced that Russia will establish a new permanent naval base in Ochamchire region, which is, by the way, a deep water port like Anaklia. 
Bjania emphasized that their relations with Tbilisi are limited to energy-related matters and extend it barely beyond discussions held in Geneva. He also described the current leadership of Georgia as pragmatic, presumably because Otsneba welcomed a visa-free regime and flights for Russia. Furthermore, Bjania highlighted that American intelligence planes sometimes violate Abkhazia's airspace, which, in his opinion, reflects the interests of the United States Air Forces and, to some extent, Georgia's. Uh-huh. On Wednesday the 4th, Business Media, a local multimedia resource, shared information on the IT sector in Georgia based on reports of the National Bank and National Statistics Office. Georgia's IT sector revenue increased by 200% to $430 million U.S. million in the first half of 2023, with a 30% growth expected later this year. Sector's turnover grew 44% in the first quarter, 20% in the second quarter, thanks to the international companies entering the country and IT specialists from Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus migrating to Georgia. Employment in the sector has also risen, with workforce expanding from 30,000 in 2021 to 43,000 people in 2023. From Saturday the 7th to Sunday the 15th, the second edition of the annual Wine Days Festival will take place in 23 municipalities. Wine Days event will feature Georgian wine tasting. Local chefs will prepare traditional dishes. A costumed actors will lead procession. Locals will be able to participate in wine and ceramic painting lessons. Additionally, the festival will organize tours of wine cellars. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Did you enjoy this episode? If you like the show and want to continue for it to be ad-free, we need your help. Spread the word. Tell your group chats about how cool we are. Message your friends. Post on Facebook. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors all about the interesting stuff that you've learned about Georgia. Friends who want to practice English, get them to listen. Tag us and message us on social media at Georgia at Rorschach.com, at Rorschach underscore G on Instagram, at Rorschach Georgia on Twitter, which a certain rich vandal calls X, but we don't, or at Georgia at Rorschach.social on Mastodon. Also, if you want and are able to, you're always welcome to financially support us with a link in the show notes. Nachmandis. Nachmandis.